I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hello, our sweet, sweet listeners. This is Lizzie from Let's Get Civical wishing you a happy holidays. We don't have a new episode for you this week, but we are re-airing one of our favorite episodes from this year, the Lincoln assassination episode, where we infamously discover the hottest assassin ever to walk this good earth. So give it a listen. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you in 2021. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walatowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. So grab your unreasonably hot co-conspirator. And let's... Get civical. giggly schoolgirls when we're about to talk about this topic I know it's really inappropriate it's really inappropriate but it's I when you texted me this idea I was bedridden from being <laughs> sick and I just sort of like it, it like allowed me to live another day oh to know that we were gonna talk about I, talk about this it's I one of my it was- favorite things to talk about which is a sign that I'm spiraling <laughs> no. I I thought I was like what could we cover I was like we we just did Medicare. Like we just did a big program. We've talked about primaries. It's like we need something like light and light fun. and airy and fun. Yeah, and something that we can really like to keep you morale know. up. Yeah, like we can laugh about it, yeah. make jokes about it. Yeah. So quite obviously, we are talking about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> 
which isn't funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. A, a it's actually very good president died, but but for it has been long enough that I yeah. feel like it's <laughs> it's just it's gonna keep me above water right. today. Like there's nobody alive today who was alive then. Yeah. There's nobody currently traumatized by this event. Yes. Who's alive today. But man, I know people are gonna be mad at us for laughing at it. But I'm not laughing at, I'm not laughing at it being no, shot. I'm no. not laughing at it. It's just it's it's finally a f- something fun to talk about because it's crazy. It's crazy. It's actually it's and not you, a cut and dry. No, and if you think you know the story of Lincoln's assassination, oh no, you do not. Sit the honey. fuck back down. Sit it down. Is not <laughs> what you put on your top hat because there's a lot going on. So I'm I'm ready to jump right in. Jump in. To do the it. Day of the assassination. Give it all the time and, that it needs. And all this stuff that I'm about to talk about is coming from America's Library, aka the li- aka the Library of Congress. It's like a special part of the Library of Congress. Of course, there That's has to America's- be a special part. Oh yeah, and it's like America's Library, and then like the under it is like America's stories. America's stories, because <laughs> the assassination of Abraham Lincoln is America's story. Yep. So that's coming from the Library of Congress, Smithsonian Magazine, mm-hmm. and then Doris Kearns from Goodwin, and ushistory.org. Yeah. All of our friends. We should say Doris Kearns Goodwin is like the preeminent like presidential historian. Like we're- I'm, Yes, Doris. Historis. His, oh, I just said yes, Doris, but Historis is also <laughs> funny. She's Historis. She's historian. historian. No, she, I, there's like bits and pieces of her article in the Smithsonian Magazine throughout like a lot of the very, very, very detailed information. And like, there's actually quotes from the people who were like at the assassination. Yes. I want to hear from all, them. All of that Imagine comes from her like article. So go read it and give her her due. Of that day, of that night. You're just like chilling. Yeah. I want to hear from row Q seat four. Yeah. And they were like. They're like, oh my god, don't this like uh, some somebody there was on a first date. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I'm gonna write that pilot. That's somebody there was on a first date. And oh like, my how god. do you how do you come back from that? Anyways, let's jump. Let's jump into the day. Oh the my god. day. Listen, li- that's all I'm gonna think about is how I can turn that into a 28 page story. Great, take it, girl. <laughs> oh my god, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Okay, so. The morning began with a leisurely breakfast in the mm-hmm. company of his son, Robert, who had just come from serving on General Ulysses S. Grant's staff. Okay, so yeah. he's having breakfast with Rob. Lincoln is having breakfast at home. He's very he chillax. He's relaxed. A lot of the like the notes from Doris Kearns Goodwin about this day are like, all of his staff and family members are like, this is the happiest we've seen him in a very long time. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, poor babe. Yeah. So on this morning, he was trying to convince Robert, his son, to return to his education and become a lawyer now that the war was over. Yeah. I mean, he's like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. we've got to think about your future now. Right. There's, You can't serve anymore. There's no more war. You, we, I've, you, I've won. Yeah. I won. You've I taken your gap year. Won. Yeah. You've, do, you've taken your gap year to serve in my war <laughs> under my under my command. command. And, and now- Ulysses. Ulysses. That's not how you say his name. Ulysses. Ulysses is a hard name. <laughs> I am not looking forward to covering Ulysses. Because that, it. I know, but it's not. That was with a lot of focus. That was trial and error. I don't have that much focus through these episodes. I feel like you're also still delirious. I'm, of course, I'm delirious. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he was like sitting, he was sitting Robert down over some eggs, being like, Robert, think about your future. Yeah. Think about your future. Yeah. I'm not going to be president forever. No. In fact, 
time ticks time is ticking for me yep starting today um yes uh, and by all accounts lincoln was very happy and cheerful this morning oh, that's so sad yeah that they're like he had a pep in his step yeah <laughs> Yeah, like the, one of the words that was used, but this is his his gay demeanor. Like his he was very happy, very happy and, and frivolous, and, and like yes. really excited about life. Yes, he was happy to see his son. He yeah. considered the war to be over and yeah. closed. It's like yeah, he finally saw like the sun and the yeah. horizon. Yeah. Oh man. Both Mary Todd, his wife, and his staff and advisors made note of his marked change, and yeah. he even shoved aside the suggestion that someone ride along with him and mary in the carriage when they went out in the afternoon yeah Ugh. he was like we don't need we don't need company we don't need staff we, we just don't need, need protection each we other. just need each other yeah in the carriage we're gonna go out yeah we're gonna go out on the town so later in the day uh Le- the lincolns had an early dinner with a group of friends including illinois governor richard olgsby I think so. Oglesby. I think it might be Ogles. Oglesby. That's a that's a name. Before heading out to Ford's theater. Yeah. And he had been like reading a book. Like he like they kept calling him to come down to dinner and he was like, no, I'm reading my book. Reading my book. He's and reading his book. Let him, him read his book. Let him read his book. They would call him again. He'd be like, No, I'm reading my book. And then finally he came down to dinner and was just like like he wanted everybody to go to the show with him. Yeah. He was like kept kept inviting people. Well, you know when you're excited to yeah. go to the theater, I've been there. Yeah, you're like I'm when really excited like, to see oh, the show. Oh my god! When I was on my way to see King Kong on Broadway, giddy. <laughs> I was giddy. It was the happy. I was like, ugh, pep in my step. Yep. I, it was a matinee, so I had to like Brent. I just a, I had a Bloody Mary beforehand. Yes. I like. I was. A, it was a day for me. Yes. Seeing King Kong mm. on Broadway, the best thing ever to hit Broadway. Okay, let's see. After dinner, Lincoln met with journalist Noah Brooks, Massachusetts Congressman George Ashman, 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 mm-hmm. and House Speaker Skylar Colfax, who was soon to depart for California. Yep. Uh, Lincoln remarked that he would have loved to make the trip to California. Oh dear. I know. Lincoln invited the House Speaker to the theater that evening, but Colfax declined because of prior commitment. Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine being at, you know, wherever he was going, some sort of, I'm sure, party or whatever. Yeah. Hearing what ended up happening and being like, oh, my God. God. Thank God I was busy. Talk about dodging a bullet. Literally. Thank you. Yeah. I'm doing amazing work. It's really, it's. I know. In awe. Okay. The Grants would join the Lincolns in the president's box that night, but Julia Grant had her heart set on visiting their children in New Jersey, so Grant asked to be excused. Jeez Louise! Yes. He, so, like, part of the reason Lincoln went was because Grant was supposed to go, and Grant was like, actually, the wife wants to go see the kids. Yeah. And so Lincoln kind of felt bad. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to leave the presidential box empty, and so he was like, all right, Come on, Mary Todd. Mary Todd. Mary, Mary Todd. Let's go. Let's go. And then he tried to get all of the people around him to go, and nobody nobody would go. go. Oh my God. Like, we're not even addressing the fact that nobody wanted to go to Lincoln to the theater. (laughs) Like, good Lord. How's a president to get a. To get friends to go out? Come on. Come on. Free theater tickets. What chance do the rest of us have? Literally zero. The Lincolns were enjoying Laura Keene in Our American Cousin at Ford's Theater that evening when the course of American history would change forever. First of all, yeah. Our American's Cousin? 
we should see a revival. I know. Why has this never been? I. Do you think it like li- like literally people won't do it because of Lincoln? Somebody make a shot. shot. Hold on. I want to see. It is a comedy. Oh my god! Even mm-hmm. worse. Mm-hmm. Oh oh, it has been done. Okay. Our American cousin makes a hundred and fifty makes a comeback a hundred and fifty years later. Who did this? Oh, they did one in Britain. That feels that feels appropriate, does it? And Laura Keene was a British stage actress. Yeah. So attending the play that night with the Lincolns were Major Henry Rathbone and his fiance Clara Harris, the da- the daughter of a prominent senator. So it was just the four, right? The four in the box. Was there anybody else in the box? I don't think there was anybody Mary else. Mary Todd box. Lincoln. Yeah. So confirmed in the box were yeah. Mary Todd, Babe, Major Henry Rathbone, and his fiance Clara. Yep. All right. Definitely not the bodyguard. He was elsewhere. We will talk about where he was. Mm-hmm. So shortly after 10 p.m. on April 14th, 1865, actor John Wilkes Booth entered the presidential box at Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. and shot President Abraham Lincoln. Yep. Booth had, quote, slipped into the entryway to the president's box holding a dagger in his left hand and a Derringer pistol in his right he fired the pistol six inches from Lincoln and slashed Major Rathbone's arm with his knife. Booth then vaulted over the front of the president's box, caught his right leg in a flag with the spurs of his boots. That's the most American thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. And landed on the stage, breaking his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You would break your leg. It's a it's a drop. Yep. It's a bit of a drop. And also you're like, you're getting caught in the flag. I love how sort of like symbolically the American flag is like, you're not getting away from this, son. Which is how the flag would speak. It's just a deep southern drawl. <laughs> not on my watch, Booth. You're not getting away from us true, this time. Him. Yeah, you got your spurs on. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Uh, where are we? He wait. So he is now on the stage. He's on he, the stage. Broken he leg. Wait with. <laughs> he's on the stage with a broken leg. Yeah. He waved his dagger and shouted what was reported to be, "This isn't okay. This is this Latin. is Latin. Okay. It should be good for you." Six Semper Tyrannis. Yes. Very well done. Well done. Which is Latin for "Thus be it ever to tyrants." A little on the nose. Mm-hmm. Some reported that he had said, the South is avenged. He then ran limpingly out of the theater, jumped on his horse, and rode off towards Virginia. Like you do. Just generally <laughs> in the direction of Virginia. I literally that way. can get out of a subway stop and head north without standing and looking at Google Maps for about six minutes. And you mean to tell me that this man who has just shot the president, jumped off a balcony, broken his leg, waved a dagger around, spoke Latin, ran out of the building, jumped on his horse... He just knows which way Virginia is. <laughs> He's like, that way. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Like, well, how do you know which way Virginia is? Don't know. I don't know. I don't even know which way it is from here. I couldn't tell you. I could not walk out this door no. in, in Brooklyn I, and head to Virginia. And head to Virginia. I think it's behind me, but also not, not, not entirely sure. Not a, not, not a clue. No. Not a clue. 
You know, I mean, obviously, John Wilkes Booth sucks. Like, what a shitty dude. You can't shoot Abraham Lincoln. Like, you can't. It's no. like a, it's like a, you just don't do that. No. But God, was this, like, super dramatic. Yeah. You know, because I also don't understand why he didn't shoot him and go out the way he came. I don't know, because it wasn't, like, because it's obviously very he got clear. in, no problem. Right. I mean, he couldn't get out, no problem. Or maybe he was worried that at that point... People, people would know. But he's but, also but, jumping into a crowd of people. Right. Basically. It doesn't make any sense unless, I mean, it also like there's, um, we'll talk about it, but it's not clear to the people around Lincoln, like what's happened, what's happened. Sure. Because it wasn't like JFK where it was like an explosion and, and Jackie O was like cradling right. JFK yeah, and like collecting like pieces of his head. The back of the, yeah. He, like it's a single bullet shot that then gets lodged in his brain mm-hmm. and he's not even like he's bleeding, but he's not bleeding that much. And so yeah. it wasn't clear to people that he, he like kind of just looked like, like all of the writing about it is like he slumped forward. Like he just kind of looked like he was asleep. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Okay. So, as Arden said, the bullet had entered Lincoln's head just behind his left ear, tore through his brain, and lodged just behind his right eye. Jeez Louise. Yep. President Lincoln was brought to a nearby boarding house where he died the next morning. So, he didn't die right away, which is something that I learned later in life. Lincoln was incapacitated while Booth jumped on stage and escaped through the back door. A doctor in the audience rushed over to examine Lincoln, who was then carried across the street to the Peterson's boarding house. And then he wa- he died the next morning and ended up becoming the first American president to be assassinated. Yeah. Which is crazy because we, we had a lot of presidents. It took us like 100 years to get there. Yeah. So, yeah. Woo! What a day. Yeah. What a day. It was quite... Quite the the eventful evening at the yeah. theater. And also being like, like, you know, when they're like, is there a doctor on the plane? Like having to be like, is there a doctor in the theater? And then you're the doctor. And then the patient is the president, the president. of the United States. Right. It's like, oh, God. And it's like 18, what, 18 hominaba? And like, you know, we don't, people don't survive bullet wounds to the head. No, what were they going to do? Open his cranium and no, dig out the brain? I don't Absol- know. Dig out the bullet from his brain? Absolutely yeah, from not. After, uh, behind his right eye? Right. No. no. This is Civil War era where it's like, you get shot, you lose the leg. It comes off. There's no other course. No. So There's what are you no going to do? Take course. off his head? Uh, yeah, exactly. We're going to decapitate the president? That simply won't do. Simply won't do. Literally. It's like there's no, I mean, like maybe if it's shallow, you can dig out the bullet, wrap it up, and hope it doesn't become infected. Or just pour like homemade liquor on there and be like, let's pray. Get that covered. But otherwise, it's like if you get shot, you lose the leg. That is yep. the, that is in the textbooks for the doctors. Right. It's like here is how to amputate. And most of the time, it's not even doctors amputating. It's like whoever's around right. and be like, like here, bite on this. It's got to go. Shot a drink, throw on that tourniquet. Let's call it a let's, day. And then we, you know, what's it called when they do the heat to keep it from bleeding? All I can think of is scorch and that's not the right word. What? Cauter. Cauterized. Cauterized. Yep. Again, my mom, producer Kate is mouthing <laughs> cauterized. You're thinking of the word cauterized. It's <laughs> 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 getting me through this. Just the wind oh beneath my, my wings. Uh, yeah. All right. So, who was John Wilkes Booth? Who was he? I lay the stage. Who was, was this cool cat? What was his plan? What was the deal, Allie McBeal? And I, oh God. And I have to say, this is where, 
like the the beginning everything we've talked about so far most of it is like stuff we're generally aware of maybe not how yeah. happy lincoln was going to the theater maybe, yeah, maybe not how he know. couldn't find any companions to go with him <laughs> but like i've been in that place where i'm like god i have an extra ticket to this thing and all of my friends are busy my friends don't want to come and then you kind of just sort of like all right i'll just keep the second ticket and i'll just go yeah. by myself like right. me and babe are in the same babe. boat yes uh, Where is your top hat? Where is my top hat? Call me Abraham Lincoln because oh. nobody will go to the theater with me. Oh, my God. So here's, so here's John Wilkes Booth, and this is his plan. Again, this is all coming from Library of Congress, Dorrance Kerr's Goodwin, other Library of Congress, ushistory.org. So apparently, John Wilkes Booth, he shot Lincoln to help the South. Sure. A um, little, a little charity to the party, my friend. Right. He was really, he was very angry that at Lincoln for, you know, bringing the South back together with the North. I mean, how dare he? The war had closed or Lincoln had considered the war to be closed. I think they were still ironing out some of the deets. Right. But their a surre- Appomattox courthouse had happened. Had happened. Cause the, you know, the South had just surrendered to the, the federal forces, but it had the opposite effect in the long run because people were like, you shot the fucking president. Yeah. We're going to rally. We're going to rally. People do rally. People, People rally. rally. Yeah. Then on April 11th, 1865, two days after Robert E. Lee surrendered at Appomattox, Lincoln delivered a speech outlining his plans for peace and reconstruction. John Wilkes Booth, quote, a successful actor born and raised in Maryland, was in the audience. Like, this is what makes me of mad. The speech. It's like, it's hard to be an actor. And I bet you John Wilkes Booth had his equity card. You know what I mean? And he's out here rage. I'm like, you have no, you are not grateful for what you have achieved. It is no, it is no small feat to be a successful actor on the stage, especially in 1865. <laughs> people, because this is a time where people would throw shit at you. Right. If you were bad. That's, how did you even, like, I want to know what the, how did you even get a part? Yeah. There were no breakdowns. No, well, you were just a, either a white male or a white female. And and the women had to be relatively attractive or funny. Or funny. Literally, that part hasn't changed. That is truly <laughs> the same. <laughs> Actually, standards for being successful successful actors are generally the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm just like, I'm like mad. Because I would have a little, I mean, again, I don't support the fact that John Wilkes Booth shot Abraham Lincoln. But I, I'm like, if he would have been a disgruntled, unsuccessful actor, right. at least you can like understand where this is coming from. Right. But I'm like, dude, you're booking. You are booked and blessed. Get a grip. You got that equity card. You have your equity you card. You have your health benefits. It's hard. It's hard out there to get your equity card. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Keep going. Great. Oh, God. This next point is bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So, yes, he was a successful actor. He listened to Lincoln's speech. But he was also a fervent believer in slavery slavery and white supremacy. Turn in your equity card. Turn it back in. You don't deserve your equity card. He was very angry. God darn it. Yep. Upon hearing Lincoln's words, he said to a companion, this is, I think, from Doris Kearns Goodwin, now, by God, I'll put him through. That was the last speech he will ever ever make if you see something say something he threatened to kill this the companion, president who are you i bet you if you're that companion greg you're just <laughs> and you hear in the next day that lincoln's been shot you're like oh shit, shit. the, the, the damn dude that did it crazy. man that son of a bitch he pulled it through and i'm like yeah look at the signs greg right obviously your boy's a little off he's off and and i bet you greg is like oh that's just john being john and it's like no greg 
John's threatening, okay? He's a, he's he's unsatisfied even though he has his equity card. Right. Like He's homicidal. He's homicidal. Very premeditated. He also <laughs> had tried... I, I'm telling you. Sorry. Uh, Sorry you have there are so it. many things. Like, it's going to get real. <laughs> it's going to get real. Okay. John Wilkes Booth had tried twice before to kidnap <laughs> President Lincoln. Not kill him. But to kidnap. kidnap him. I just... I just... I'm like... Abraham Lincoln is what? 6'6"? Six, six? He's a very tall guy. You're you just going to kidnap him? That is a lot. That He is very lanking. That is a lot of body. It's a lot of body. To try to what? I mean, put he's a not a beefy put a, guy, but he also like, long, carries a walking stick. Long. He's very a long, long man. Also, kidnap. What, what's, what's the end game there, John? You going to get a ransom? I know. What was his next plan? Yeah. Sp- <laughs> I'd like to get split the South back. Put it back. <laughs> Give slavery back. Let him secede to the president gets it. And jo- like, Lincoln's <laughs> just like reading a book like, OK, clearly this has spun out of control. John, listen to me here. I, Baberham, am just one a man. Humble man from humble Springfield, Illinois. Of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I can't speak above this level. <laughs> not possible. Physically not possible. Had a had a had a injury as a child. This is as high as I go. <laughs> oh man, I, I I just I wish I hope I wonder what the end game was for the kidnapping plan. Also, what the kidnapping plan was. I know. Were you gonna sneak in, put a bag over, and be like, "Let's go"? <laughs> it's a big bag. <laughs> it's a big bag. Get in the back seat of the car. A, I mean, the know, carriage. Put them in a milk van yeah. and drive off. Like, you can't just knock, knock, ding, dong on the White House. I mean, right. I don't know. It's 1865. Maybe you could, but I still feel like there were soldiers. There at were people. The I mean, he door. had a bodyguard, ineffectual, yes, but he had a bodyguard. But he was there. And there were. There's another fun fact that that will come up that you'll be like, mm. "Oh my god, I can't wait!" But they, they like the idea of like protecting. Like the president needing protection was real. Yeah. Well, especially it's the Civil War. It's the Civil War. It's trying times. And the South had all the fucking guns. Oh, well, yeah. And so many people had died. Yeah. So many people had yeah. died. Yeah. So try to kidnap the president twice, but he was unsuccessful. And so he concluded that he should just kill Lincoln. Sure. Go up. You know what? Level up. If you can't kidnap him, kill him. Yeah. Originally, Booth and his collaborators decided to assassinate not only the president, but also the vice president, Andrew Johnson what? and secretary of state, William Seward. Do we remember? Yes. All in the same evening. So this was, he like had a, a team of concerted people. effort. It was a concerted effort. He had a team of people that he had corralled into doing this. And he wanted to take out like the people closest to Lincoln who were very pro Union pro reunification, pro yeah. freeing of the slaves. Yeah. Also, like, but Andrew Johnson, kind of not that, as we will no, find out. No, kind of not that. But, but we like, just had to take him out anyways. I also love that they refer to these other gentlemen as collaborators. Yeah. As though they are making a Google sort Doc. of a device piece. <laughs> so they're just walking around the room. They're like, okay, like, what's a sound? Huh. <laughs> 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 Like, and it's because it's like, he's an actor. It's like, collab. I'm like, what are these directors or these other actors? Like, what is this? Is this a troupe? Oh my God. Is there marketing? Is there marketing? Uh, Conspirators is a better word. It is such a better word, but let's call it collaborators. Collaborators. They, the the conspirators, the group found out uh, the morning of the assassination that Lincoln planned to attend the theater that evening. So they sat, so they find out that he's going to attend the theater. 
And they're sitting at Herndon House. Herndon House. Planning their attacks as Lincoln rides to the theater. A little sort of cutting it close, my friends. Yeah, this was not like a well-planned thing. Like I think sure. he had like he had gotten them on board for like kidnapping the president. Yeah, they were like we're here to kidnap. We're, we're here, here to kidnap here the to president. Kidnap. And we're we're gonna like do we're gonna do stuff to these other people, kidnap Here them or kill them or whatever. But they didn't have. That's a lot to coordinate without you know. Especially if we're doing it on the night of the show. We're doing know? it on the night of the show, but to not have all of the information on like all of the people. Yeah. Like Seward was injured, mm-hmm. so they knew that he was at home, mm-hmm. and Johnson. I think they knew where he was, but it was kind of up in the air about where the president was. And then once they found out he was going to be at the theater, they were like, "Now is our time." So they're sitting at this like tavern, basically planning the powerfully built that not my words. I believe that's Doris Prince Goodwin again. Great Doris. Lewis Powell accompanied by David Harold was assigned to kill Seward at his Lafayette square home. Meanwhile, the carriage maker. No. Yes. This poor man. I mean, not poor man, but yes, was uh, assigned to his name is George Adzerat. Adzerat. That's Adzerat. That sounds right. Maybe it's German was to shoot the vice president in his suite at the Kirkwood Hotel. Oof, okay. Okay, right? so that's the plan. Yeah, so you go got, shoot him, I'll go shoot him. Right. So they've got two people trying to kill Seward at his home. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm assuming they send two people because they know he's at home, they know he's injured. He's probably got people around him. Like you can't sure. just have a dude go in. So you've got two people and then George was supposed to shoot pre- uh, Vice President Johnson at his hotel. Although I do love the idea that like Johnson's just like meek it's so like just we need one. We need one, yeah. really, because all you had to do one was like done. get relatively close, like, close and close and, and yeah. yeah. We're gonna take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. Hey guys, it's Lizzie. I'm here because Let's Get Civical has an amazing new sponsor, Best Fiends. That's like friends without the R. Best Fiends is an exciting mobile puzzle game that you can play right on your phone. And it's amazing because you go through all of these levels and you have challenging puzzles that actually engage your brain. And it's so casual, so fun. Anybody can play. I have been addicted to this game and I'm now at level 75. And you guys, when you're playing this game, you collect all of these cute characters, mostly bugs, but the antagonists are slugs. It's the cutest thing in the world. And what's amazing is you don't need Wi-Fi to play this game. So when I'm on the subway and I need a break from all the political talk, I open Best Fiends and it just makes my day so much better. And I bet some of our listeners are also playing. So if you are, DM us at Let's Get Civical and let us know what level you're on so we can compare. I'm super invested in this game because it engages my brain. It has amazing characters. It's fun. And it actually has a story. So engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. (laughs) 
calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. So Powell, who's supposed to kill Seward, arrives at his at Seward's house and says that he has medicine from the doctor for the Secretary of State, who is recovering recovering from a recent injury after a carriage accident. Oh, don't you hate those? I know. And he's got like, he's like it, it describes him. Uh, Goodwin describes him as like being in bed, and he's got like stuff all around him. Like he's basically got like a neck brace on. Sure. So the servants and the family members try to intercede to take the medicine from Powell and insist that Seward not be disturbed. So basically Powell's like, no, 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 I have to give it to him myself. And like his Seward's son, his daughter, his staff, like multiple members of like this household, this collective household are like, no, we can do it. Yeah. I was like, no, it has to be me. I'm like, it has to be me. I'm like, no, like that's where I'm like, if I'm Seward, I'm like, guys, try harder. Right. To step in on my behalf. On my behalf. What do I have to do? I have to do it all here. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So he gets in. Basically, he kind of just like pushes his way in. And at this point, quote, Fred Seward's son recalled that the intruder stood apparently irresolute. Okay. Right? A red flag. Fred is like, he was very insistent. And I'm like, that is a red this flag. This should be a red flag. You don't know you don't this know person. This Fred? He has shown up to give your father medicine. And literally won't allow you guys to do it. It's weird. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. So he begins to head downstairs and then, quote, suddenly turning again, he sprang up and forward, having drawn a Navy revolver, which he leveled with a muttered oath at my head and pulled the trigger. So now this is still Fred's, Fred so he Seward, turns the around son. and shoots Fred. So he turns around and shoots Fred. I don't think it goes off. Sure, because Fred is. 
Like, he's an angel. He's an angel. So the pistol misfires, but Powell brought it down so savagely that Fred's skull was crushed in two, pa- in two places, exposing his brain oh. and rendering him unconscious. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. That's all Doris. Quote, hearing the disturbance, Private Robinson ran in, ran to the door from Seward's bedside. So he's like, so there's a, a Private Robinson. He's in the bedroom of Seward and he's like watching over him. Because what's happened is that all of the family, he's like so injured and they're also worried about him that like members of the household have like taken shifts sure. to sit by his bedside sure. and watch him and make sure like he also, doesn't die. this is like 1865. Like if you don't have a private in your bedroom, like you're not doing it right. No. You know, like that's just what they did. There's just like soldiers around. That's just what, this this is just what the, I got oh, one in my bedroom right now. Half of the country was enlisted. Yeah. It's like somebody is in the war. If you don't, if you don't know a private, I, yeah. I don't know what to do with you. Mm-hmm. So Private Robinson is the one who's like standing beside Seward's, like at his bedside. Right. So he goes to the door because he hears something. He hears like a commotion and something's happening. And I'm sure there are people screaming. The moment the door was opened, Powell rushed inside brandishing his now broken pistol in one hand and a large knife in the other. These men with their pistols and their knives. I know. Really, it all, it goes back. Like, yeah. We like to think the like boys with pistols problem is like a new phenomenon. No, no, no. It goes back. Yeah. He slashed, uh, pa- this is Powell. Powell slashed Robinson in the forehead with his knife, knocking him partially down. Yeah, not all the way down. Not, just part. Mm-mm. And headed towards Seward. Oh, gosh. Fanny, who not think, Fanny. <laughs> Fanny, who's one of the daughters, ran beside Powell, begging him not to kill her father. Fanny, do something more important. I Grab know. something. Hit him. Bash him on the head. Do you have any cloth on? <laughs> I don't care how you kill the little beast, but do it. I'm <laughs> doing it now. So like, good. Fanny, come on. Come on. It is the Civil War. You are better than this. Please don't kill father. Please don't kill papa. Fanny, grab the lamp. Grab the <laughs> lamp. Bash him on the head with the lamp. Anything is fair game. I know there's a bedpan somewhere. Bash him. <laughs> what? Come on. Poor Fanny. Poor Fanny. I know. So she's begging him not to kill her father. When Seward heard the word. This is also. Okay. This is all still Doris Curtin's good I love Doris. I love I am and respect. I such a fan of Doris. I'm telling you. You have to read this article. It is. I don't know where. She, I I'm totally believe all of her research. I don't know how she found like the literal words. I'm, I'm sure it's written in diaries. Wrote, literally. This There's happen. diaries somewhere. 20 minutes later, somebody is writing in their diary. Yeah. That is what they did. Fanny is crying. <laughs> I said, I said to please kill, don't kill Papa. <laughs> I've neglected to, to grab the lamp. Perhaps in retrospect, I should have. Instead of being useless and doing nothing <laughs> but screaming, helping nothing. Because screams don't, don't help with knife attacks. <laughs> like, what? come on, Fanny. Come on. Yeah. Oh, God. That was okay. her moment. That was Fanny's moment. That was moment. her moment, and she failed. And she did she not couldn't rise. rise to the occasion. So, quote, when Seward heard the word kill, he awakened. Sure. It's kind of like when I snap my fingers, you're up. <laughs> kill. What? <laughs> Who's there? what I miss? <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> you're going to wake up at anything. Might as well but be killed. Might as well be killed. Um, so he, so Seward awakens when he hear, hears the word kill, affording him, quote, one glimpse of the assassin's face bending over. Oh. Before the large Bowie knife plunged into his neck and face, severing his cheek so badly that the flap hung loose on his neck. So he's literally, Paul has literally like sliced off Seward's cheek. Oh my God. And it's like hanging on to his neck. 
That's a brutal wound for this time. Yep. Because what are you gonna do? Like, do they have like we're gonna sew it back I together? I mean, I think they but, had like, some sort of have stitching. A numbing agent? No, nope, that's fuck like a duck. No, there's no numbing agents, but I do think they can take <gasps> a needle and what is oh my wire God. and just. And what is wire? I know. Uh, you know what? I bet Fanny's good at uh, needlepoint. She's got so it. So let's fucking. She's got go it. To you work. know that she went to her sewing kit, grabbed that needle She's and like, thread. I got it, Papa. I got it. Don't worry. Do you want a cross stitch? <laughs> over under, over under. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Oddly. No. I know. This is upsetting. I know. I was like, what is happening? Okay. Quote. Oddly, he would later, Seward, he, oddly, Seward would later recall, whose cheek is on his neck, would later recall that his only impressions were what a fine looking man Powell was and quote, what handsome cloth that overcoat is made of. Was Seward a homosexual? Yes, Yes, yes. he was. I mean, that honestly, that's like definitely something I would do is if somebody's, you know, coming at me with a Bowie knife, I'd be like, oh my God, you're hot. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. All right. Whew. Love that coat. Like, what are you? <laughs> Get your head in the game. <laughs> like, Defend honestly, myself, uh, I could see, I could see the the biological evidence that Fanny is his because those are two unfocused people. <laughs> Fanny's like, no, no, I'm not gonna do anything. And Seward is like, oh my god, hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> yummy, 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 hot tea alert. Like, what? Yeah. No, he's just lying there. And he's, I just, that cracked me up. Yeah. Whew. Oh, my God. What I just have some cloth that like, overcoat is made so, up. As we know, Seward survives this, obviously. But I love how, like, we obviously have his memories from the incident, which yeah. is where this is coming from. Yeah. I just love this idea of, like, some sort of inspector or some sort of police officer, official, whatever, taking down his testimony of what happened yeah and he's like honestly the last thing i remember is this handsome looking guy (laughs) with a very nice coat he was very dapper coming at me with a fully large bowie knife (laughs) and then he cut off my cheek and shit after that i don't recall but i do recall he was banging i don't i don't know much else but he was hot so look for the hot guy look for the hot guy and the officer's just like oh okay. <laughs> his overcoat was a, a like a gray tweed kind of like a professorial tweed, slimming but like slimming. really hot on his body oh my god maybe a white cotton cloth over very the good very and like coattails yeah obby, yeah obby. it's kind of what you see right now on the runway it's yes. like oh my god have you seen paris recently it's this is what they're wearing straight from the runway very gorgeous okay so powell <laughs> Like they do, escaped into the night. Sure, yes. Believing that he had killed Seward. He thought sure. he had killed him. because got he, his fucking face. Right, he <laughs> got his fucking face. He stabbed him in the goddamn face, and he got him in the neck. Yeah. So he thought that he had killed him. However, a medical surgical collar saved Seward from certain death. Hey. So Yes. Nice. Thank God for the carriage accident that he oh, was yeah. recovering from. I mean, maybe he, well, but he probably wouldn't have been in bed. He probably wouldn't have been as easy to kill. Sure. But. Yeah. That's neither here nor yeah. there. So that's Seward. That's Seward's story. Wow. Because remember, we're killing Three Secretary people. of State Edward Seward. We're killing Vice President Andrew Johnson and President Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. So assigned to kill the VP was George, the carriage maker. <laughs> um, and he had taken a room at the Kirkwood Hotel where Johnson was staying. So he's trying to, like, get super close to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Knock, knock, ding, dong. Knock, knock, hey. ding, dong. Bang, bang. 
And they had decided, like, all the men had decided, all three guys had decided to kill their person intended targets at 10.15. Oh! Yeah. The witching hour. <laughs> As it were. <laughs> at 10.15, he was supposed to ring the bell of Sweet 68, enter the room by force, and find his target and murder him. Kind of straightforward. Really simple. It's, be- I mean, it's, it's knock, not. Knock, knock, ding, dong? It, boom, boom. It's literally not showing up pretending to be a doctor's assistant being like, I have to give medicine. You know, yeah. like, like Powell had a whole narrative. Yeah. But also ring the bell and then enter the room by force. Like, was he not just strong enough to knock down the door? Or was he not just, I mean, I guess it depends on who would answer the door. Right. But like, does is Andrew have other people in the room? Right. I don't know. Is he canoodling? Does he have a staff? Can What's he not kill on? all the other people in the room? Right. I don't know. Just Johnson? I don't know. I don't know the rules. Yep. So Johnson is completely unaware of all of this. When he was first informed of the original plan to kidnap the president, George, when George first found out the plan, um, to kidnap the president and found out that it had shifted to a triple assassination, Hmm. he balked. Oh, a moral compass emerges. (laughs) Kidnapping, good. Assassination, too far. Right. And I would agree. And I would agree. Also, not just a single murder, not a single triple homicide, a triple homicide. Yeah. George Astrot, the carriage maker, found his footing and said, I won't do it. Good. I enlisted to abduct the president <laughs> of the United States, not to kill. This is not in my contract. No. A, an artist through and through. This is beyond the scope. Beyond the scope of yep. my work. So eventually, he had eventually agreed to help, but 15 minutes before the appointed moment, seated at the bar of the Kirkwood house, he changed his mind, left the hotel, and never returned. Bye, George. Bravo. Bye. Good for you. No, he was like, you know what? No, not for me. Not for me. And just disappeared into the night. I'm abandoning the plan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't agree. You don't have to assassinate the vice president. Not if you don't want to. Not if you don't want Nobody to. Nobody can force you. Nobody can force you to do this. No. Okay. Back to Booth. John Wilkes Booth, however, was very dedicated to his cause, a racist man through and through, and he could not stand Lincoln. He was not going to let him stand. Sure. So, and he was a planner. Uh, Obviously. He was a planner. A major planner. And honestly, I am as well. You know, I'm a planner. So Booth, whose familiarity with the stagehands would ensure access, would would assassinate the president. So because he's an actor, he's been towards theater. He's networking. He knows how to get in and out of the I know. Who do you know? Who knows? Literally, the stagehands were like, what's up with, uh, I don't know. He's hey, just, John. he's here watching here tonight. Dress yeah, rehearsal. can I just watch in the back? Sure. Sure. Have at it. Come on I don't know. What are you going to do? Oh, man. Those poor stagehands. You know, they're like, I know. oh, shoot. Shit. We should have seen this coming. Should have seen this coming. He's he was so always, weird. He's always a little bizarre. He's always weird. Yeah. yeah. He has major assassination energy. Yeah. Booth had attended a dress rehearsal the day before to better rehearse for his scheme for shooting Lincoln in the state box and then escaping into the alley beside the theater. Sorry, I love that he rehearsed. Yeah. That Always is an, actor. an artist. Always an actor. You hate when things go unrehearsed. Yeah. Rehearse with the prop. Right. That's all a, I ever ask for. Also, a bad dress, good show. Yeah. Not you're so right. I feel like this was a good dress, bad, bad show. show. I mean, was it a bad show? He did kill the president. And then he broke his leg. And he did break his leg. He did break his leg. What I feel like it would have, had he landed like, boom, two feet on, on the, the stage yeah. and said, six temperature, like, bad, don't ever shoot a president, but like, theatrical, the theatricality sure. of that moment. Getting your foot stellar. stuck in the flag while a metaphor. Yeah. You know, definitely. Not in his favor. Also, yeah, I think his, his broken favor. leg led him to being caught. Yeah. 
because you could you could ride for days on horseback without a broken leg but you have to attend the broken leg has to be attended to they we'll talk about that yeah he wanted to escape to the alley behind the theater. That morning, he had again visited the theater, so he went to the dress rehearsal the night before. He goes back to the theater in the morning and chatted amicably in the front lobby with the theater's theater owner's brother, Harry Ford. Oh, Harry. I know. Booth had already taken his place inside the theater when Lincoln when the Lincolns arrived. Sure. So, like, he's lying in wait. He, he did the work. He canvassed. He, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to say, this is all still coming from our good friend Doris Kearns Goodwin. Oh my God. God bless your Love soul. Love her so much. She really, I like, there is no better researched, <laughs> like, anything on the assassination yeah. of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. During the performance, the White House footman delivered a message to the president. <laughs> At about 12 minutes after 10, the impeccably dressed John Wilkes Booth. Gosh, I just don't know what he was wearing. Like purple coat and tail. What? I, like these Gold gentlemen spangles? looking great. Are we? The, were they all hot? I'm gonna look these guys up. I know. Look them up. I'm gonna look these Wait, guys I up. I want to know what John Wolf, John looks. I want to look at what's his face looks like. Hold on, the one who was like, this gentleman is really attractive. Oh, I feel like you would enjoy John Wilkes Booth. Shit, look at him. I feel like he's kind of your type. Wait, Lewis Powell is actually hot. Look at, yeah, John. John looks like he could kill me, which is my type. Yep. Wait, you're gonna absolutely die when you see what Lewis Powell looks like. Oh my god. Very hot. Very strong. Kate, are you looking at him? Very strong James He's Dean energy. He's absolutely hot. He's absolutely he is gorgeous. Very gorgeous. Oh my god. No wonder Fanny was like, you can come in. You can oh my god. Ravage! What? You like Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Kate, I swear to God, if you don't get me a pillow with Lewis Powell's face on it, it's over. This podcast is going off this network. Who did that? We are currently looking at a pillow that was made with Lewis Powell's face on it, and I get it. Holy shit. Wow. Wow. Here I was making fun of of Seward for being like, this gentleman was very attractive. When in fact, oh my god, very hot. What? It's also like his prison mugshot, which looks like a GQ magazine. Guys, go to our Instagram immediately. Holy moly, he's very hot. But also, who is putting his like? What are you idolizing this man? No, this was his. This was his mugshot. No, I know, but what we're looking, what producer Kate is showing us, his picture, like with his picture is on pillows in people's homes I'm he's so on the sorry. back of There's a phone a profile case of the same prison picture i'm pulling it up right now good lord wait I go, we gotta see what george looked like wait oh yeah, my that's god what i just looked at he's Guys. very handsome he's george george is not handsome george is not handsome. i'm so sorry george but you you are something not happened hot. to your face i'm so mad that he's this hot oh he is very unfortunate george is not cute <laughs> Well, honestly, with a face like that, I also wouldn't kill the vice president. Like, you don't want that. It's such a shame. I'm so mad. Lewis is so much hotter than John Wilkes Booth. And he has been erased. He's been erased. That's why history. That's why these people are putting him on the back of phone cases. God. Elevate his status. Holy moly. I can't get over this. This is the hottest man I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this. Lewis Powell, criminal. Gorgeous. Oh my god. Gorgeous. He looks like like he could be on the cover of like a Simon and Garfunkel CD. Oh my god. Uh, he's literally beautiful. <laughs> Fuck. I think I'm in love. <laughs> oh no. Here he is with a hat. Shit. This is oh, very wow. like 
this town ain't big enough for the two of us. I mean, the haircut's a little unfortunate. Well, sure, but it's this is also, I'm sorry, he looks like this post-Civil War. Very bad war for hygiene. Yes. Oh, my God. He's he has both muscular. legs. Shoot. What are you looking at? Uh, just more pictures of his mugshot. God, this glamour, this glamour portrait. Ba- yes, Kate just pulled up a uh, bangable dudes in history. Bangable dudes in history. It's true. He's oh one of the hottest God. guys I've ever seen. Oh, I'm sweating. Wow. Man, guys, I can't implore you enough. Go to at Let's Get Civical on Instagram and see this hot hunk of something. Oh, my God. Holy moly. That was shocking. That was really, that was a detour I was happy to take. Wow, me too. Me too. That that was worthy. I did not, ex- I take it all. I Here I was mocking, mocking Seward for being like, the only thing I remember is this. that he's a nice looking man. Same. Mm-hmm. If if this guy came at me with a knife, I'd be like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is wow. And you know, just based on the photos that we've seen, he likes to wear his shirts tight. Yeah. So you know that overcoat was like Very real form fitted. Very fucking And fitted. he was like, you've got This is good what he looks tone. like after being imprisoned in 1865 for God knows how long. That is how he looks. And he was so I hot. look like this just on a normal day. A normal day, and it's bad. <laughs> it's like he is in prison, and yet still, some photographer was like, "I know what you did, but can we get a quick photo? Can we just get a quick just, photo? Let's move the, the chair. Lighting's the lighting's perfect. Really good, right the here. The lighting's window. perfect. Can you? And then, like, just like, you no, know, slide forward and like tilt your pelvis right, and then just like hold something and look, like, look to the yeah. side, right? And I look like God. you're. Just don't try to look evil. Just like subtly evil. Right. Very good. Like that's what that photo is. He's not even trying. No, he's not even trying. He's, not even, he's just leaning against the wall being like, yeah, I know. He knows he's hot. He knows he's hot. He knows he's hot. He was probably an asshole. Probably. I mean, he tri- tried to assassinate. <laughs> he tried to assassinate. Like, not. I'm not saying he's a good guy, but that right. was incredible. Like when you see this photo, people don't look this way in 1865. No. He's the guy who would never telegram you back. For sure. He would ghost you. Yep. Via the telegram. Via the telegram. Wow. And be like, oops, I died. I'm so sorry. Wow. Okay. Okay, so we're going, here we go. We're going to go like hard left back into the assassination of Lincoln. So Booth, uh, like we said, dedicated planner. He's already, he's like been to the dress rehearsal. He went back the next morning uh, to talk to Harry Ford. He's got a plan down. He's hiding in the theater when the Lincolns arrive. So at about 12 minutes after 10, he presented his calling card. Mm, Sure. You have to, it's like your ticket, I guess. Like your ticket or maybe like a business card. I don't know. Well, like you guys know me. Sure. For sure. You guys, here's my ID. To the footman and gained admittance to the box. Once inside, he raised his pistol, pointed at the back of the president's head and fired. Sure. Until the screams broke forth from the president's box, many in the audience thought the dramatic moment was part of the play. Sure. Then they saw Mary Lincoln frantically waving. She screamed, they've shot the president. They've shot the president. Mm. Yeah. They had, like I said, they had planned to assassinate all three dudes at ten fifteen. Only Booth succeeded in actually killing actually them. killing Powell somebody. Powell gave it his best shot. He really did. He tried. George, bless his heart, just abandoned. He was like, "I'm not the true doing hero this. Of this the three. is stupid." It was crucial to Booth's plan that all three men die to ensure that no one would be left to carry on Lincoln's plan to reunite the North with the South. Um, sure. To you know, to reunite the Union, and he wanted to throw the North into utter chaos, and really, it did the opposite. It sure did. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about what happened next. Um, so this is, again, coming from uh, America's Library, ushistory.org. 
Library of Congress and the Constitution Center. So all of our friends. I love this. Okay. Yep. So John Wilkes Booth, as many of us probably know, he got away. Yep. He went to Virginia. Uh, he, uh, he absolutely got away. The War Department issued a wanted poster right after Lincoln's shooting. How fun. Yep. I wonder if we can find it. If we can find it, we'll post yeah, it. You, it's, it's in the, okay. Yeah, you can post it. So it's in the, the go to our Instagram to find his wanted poster. The wanted poster released by the War Department appeared everywhere, offering a reward for the arrest of Booth and his accomplices. The conspirators were all captured, and Booth was shot while trying to escape from Union sh- from Union soldiers. Mm-hmm. Two weeks after Lincoln's assassination on April 26th, the Union cavalry trapped Booth in a Virginia tobacco barn. Mm-hmm. The soldiers had orders not to shoot and decided to burn him out of the barn. <laughs> I love it. Let's just light it on fire. <laughs> Before Booth could even react, Sergeant Boston Corbett took aim and fatally shot Booth. The dying assassin was dragged to a porch where his last words uttered were, useless, useless. What if it actually was Ulysses? Ulysses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That'd Good. be funny. That'd be funny. That's a twist. Um, no, but I think useless, useless. Yeah, you're, yeah. yeah useless. Yeah. Um, but I also love that there were orders not to shoot, but Sergeant Corbett was like, no, no. I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> no, I'm going to shoot him. He's an asshole. I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to shoot him. What do you mean to do? Not shoot him. I'm going to shoot him. Look, that's a Marbury mood to just be like, oh, I'm going to shoot him. Yep. I wanna, uh, he's going to die. He's yep. going to die today. Also that they like they weren't supposed to shoot him. And they were like, all right. Nobody said no fire. I love that. Light that shit up. Nobody said no fire. And then also I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just completely obeying orders. Look, live your best life. Uh, so after this happens, the whole country, mostly the North, uh, grieved the death of President Lincoln. As the nine-car funeral train carried President Lincoln home for a burial in Springfield, Illinois, people showed up at train stations all along the way to pay their respects. Yep. The four co-conspirators, Powell, Atzerott, mm-hmm. Harold, and Mary Stewart. I know we haven't... Stu- Surratt. Were, oh, Surratt. We haven't we'll talked talk about, about We haven't talked about her. We're going to... There's... Okay. Yep. Mary Surratt mm-hmm. were hanged at the gallows of the old penitentiary on the site of present-day Ford McNair on July 7th, 1865. So, yeah, one of the things I saw when I was looking at hot photos of Lewis Powell is that he, he was 21 when he when he died. Really? Yeah. See, I'm telling you. It's a 21-year-old. Like, grieved white boy thing goes way back. I know. It I goes know. way back. It really does go way back. Like, come on. 21 years old face of a model yep gotta do something stupid you gotta you could have been a contender he could have gotten a girlfriend he definitely could have gotten a girlfriend i would have i would have been his girlfriend mm-hmm. um, like pre him assa- like to me assassination like, yeah what, no like, that's you know, a cutoff yeah yeah okay so surratt mary surratt mm-hmm. was a southern sympathizer who had owned land with her late husband in maryland she also owned a home in washington that was used as the boarding house and she was friends with booth she also rented a tavern she owned in Maryland to an innkeeper. Mm-hmm. Surratt was with Booth on the day of the assassination, and she allegedly had told the innkeeper to get a pair of guns ready for the night visitors. The innkeeper's testimony doomed Surratt to the gallows. What was controversial was the decision to hang Surratt, a decision personally approved by President Andrew Johnson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so basically she was a... She was a... Accessory. She was in a sex to, to assassination. Yeah, and they they hanged an attempted her. assassination. Yeah, yeah, that's that's intense. But also, it's 1865. Yeah, we just kill people left and right. Yep. Yeah, you can't try to kill the president. You can't help killing the president. No. Also, it's like President Andrew Johnson. Yeah, kill her. Kill her. Kill them all. Kill a bitch. Bye. She gave him the guns. She gave him the guns. 
so fun fact you can visit you can visit ford's theater and the peterson boarding house in washington dc where lincoln spent his last hours yep that's true i feel like we should take a trip we're gonna take a trip guys you know that we're gonna be there and it's gonna be crazy yep um Um, last fun fact my god i'm so excited for you to read this lincoln's bodyguard so this this gentleman let's does he have a name Let's call him Trip. So Lincoln's bodyguard had slipped away to watch the play and during intermission went to the same bar where the assassins had planned their attack. Interestingly, Lincoln had signed the bill creating the Secret Service the same night of the assassination before leaving for the theater. God, a premonition. Yeah. He was like, He's like I think we'll need security at some point. This feels dangerous. Let's, no. let's make this formal. Yeah. Also, I mean, this bodyguard it's like gosh darn it trip you got one job one job and you had to go he was like he's fine i'm gonna go get a drink also you had to go watch america's cousin you had to of all the plays this is the (laughs) one you're like can't miss it can't miss it (laughs) can't miss it come on she's a star why wasn't trip hanged do you think trip was fired for sure he lost his job because his, his I, only I don't job you, was to not to make sure the president didn't die and, and, that and happened. the president died yep dang i know dang i know wow this took some twists and turns it's Mo- good right oh my god like it's more there's so much more to the story of the assassination of the president than like we were told in fifth grade for sure you should like, i would have had a sexual awakening to lewis powell's photo that's for gosh for darn goddamn sure. sure instead of the live action peter pan film <laughs> Which it was. It was real. I was like, woo! You ever watch that? Jeez. Yeah. Intense. Gorgeous. Gorgeous boy. <laughs> Not anymore. But like, you know. I just remember that, like, seeing that and being like, oh my god, I feel love. I want I want that boy to kiss me on the face. Aww. Yeah. It's true. You're so cute. I know. But now, now Lewis Powell is, wow. Yep. Wow. Uh, my boyfriend and I are going to have to talk things over because I'm in love. You're in love. Just have him put on, like, a really tight... Like sit him in a yeah, corner. Yeah, but it's the eyes. It's the, it's the, it's the I don't care eyes. <laughs> it's the 1865 mugshot. Can't recreate that. It's the assassination face. God. Oh man, you guys, that was crazy. That's what I needed. Yeah. To like get me through the You're week. You're so it's, welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. That's the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Thank you for going on that journey with us. It's wild. Mm. I mean, like all of the president assassinations are crazy. Crazy. Um, And this one is absolutely no different. It really set the tone, I think. Yeah. Who's at the bar for like. Uh, It's like you really got to keep it high. I yeah, I didn't I didn't realize there was sort of a like a three pronged attack. Yeah. Plan. We only really talk. We only talk about Abraham. We don't talk about. The other, yeah, we don't Seward talk about or Johnson's attempt, nope. you know, or I guess lack thereof. Yep. But yeah, crazy. Ah, uh, delicious. Literally delicious. Guys, if you like what you heard, you can find us at Let's Get Civical on Twitter and Instagram, and you can rate us, you can review us, you can subscribe to us. We love you so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Bye.